0: Welcome Welcome. to another episode of The PodQuest, Podquest.
1: broadcasting from all around Vol Nation, where we talk about Vols football, (coughs) basketballs, recruiting, and exclusive interviews
0: with those closest to the program. Now, you're about to experience The PodQuest.
2: Good evening, all of our faithful listeners. Welcome to the PodQuest, and that's right, you're not going crazy. This is not the sultry voice of Georgia Tech Vol, your normal host. This is the Justin Timberlake of the PodQuest show tonight. Yeah, it is. Priest Vol will be hosting for you, and we have an awesome show planned tonight. I'm going to do my best Georgia Tech impression here. It's edgy. It's going to be hip. It's sometimes completely off topic. Don't log off too early. Anything could happen. Is that is that close, Georgia Tech?
1: I mean, it's pretty close. Um, I like the whiny, raspy voice. That's that's pretty spot on, actually.
2: <laughs> no, so pod Quest, we're trying to change it up a little bit, so you get a different host every week from time to time. So we'll put all the pressure on PTC Vol next week um, to be the host. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we. Uh, we got a really cool, awesome cast tonight with us. Um, we're going to talk about some some fun topics. We'll definitely touch on the orange and white game. Um, a out of nowhere commitment. We'll leave it at that for now. Uh, we'll talk some off topic, everyone, you know, if you didn't see the masters and saw Tiger come back and have an historic day today, then you just shouldn't stop watching sports altogether because he rules the world now. Um, next. And we'll, we'll probably go into a little bit of TV. I know there's a couple big, a big premiere tonight that a lot of people are watching. I don't watch it. So hopefully someone can sell me on watching that show. Um, but from now let's let's roll into meeting some of our casters tonight. We have also um, one of our regular guests. I guess y- you're becoming more of a regular now. We have Vol Volfan in Louisiana one um, joining us from all the way down in the deep south. Can I say the deep south? Is that is Louisiana <laughs> considered the deep south? Yeah, That's pretty much.
3: Like <laughs> off the radar. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: It's great to be here. Thanks, Vol. Just sipping on some ultras tonight. Just uh, Getting ready for that show you were talking about a while ago. And-
0: you get those uh, Mini Ultras there, Volfan? Mini Ultras? No, nah, yeah, I didn't you know seen that, that. you seen that one? It's like a Mini Ultra. It's like 62 calories or something. Coming in a oh. mini can so you can get more alcohol for a bang.
3: If I was to send you a picture of myself, you'd know <laughs> I did not drink Mini Ultras. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so there it is. But good to be here. <laughs>
2: Awesome, and I want to give a shout out too to Powell Vols and Bleed Orange Twenty Three, who I believe is down turning on his full swag in Florida this week. So hopefully, oh, yeah. uh, Pops makes it back in one piece. Um, and and doesn't bring home any other illegitimate children. Yeah, uh, they're at the, how, uh, they're at
1: show and tale tonight. So that's a, I'll, I'll just look it up on the
2: on the interwebs. So I, I feel like Bleed Orange Twenty Three has exclusive access to some certain clubs that not many people get in the Middle Georgia area.
1: Yeah, he's um he's a part of a very exclusive club. They've got a you know, they've got a private Facebook page because only, let's be honest, only old people are on Facebook, but they, they found out how to use Facebook and they've got a private password
2: and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a very exclusive club. Yeah. I, I kind of got that when we hung out in Nashville, but it's not a knock on Bleed Orange 23. I hope you're having fun down in Florida, my man. And let's lead into the son of the show, our normal host, Georgia Tegval. How are you, dude?
1: I mean, I feel great. Um, this is it's this is awesome to not be the host tonight. I love being the host, but it's good to sit back and relax and and have a good, you know, I always have a good time, but it, it's going to be fun. We had a, a week off, so to be back here. Um I do have really quickly an off topic that this is you know, we all get our little thing we want to talk about real fast. So, you know, before I go and shut up, I do want to talk about this one YouTube channel that I found. And are you familiar, uh, Priest, with the Indian scammers that like say,
2: hey, uh, you have a virus on your computer, call this number? I-, I wasn't until you sent me that link, and I am now a fan. Is that not the best freaking
1: thing in the world? So essentially what it is, and for those who are listening and haven't seen it, there are these Indian scammers that you'll have a pop-up on your computer that says you have a virus, you need to call Microsoft support people will actually call Microsoft Support and it's these guys in New Delhi and they're sitting there and they take over your computer and they run a syskey, which in computer terms, essentially it creates an encrypted password on your computer that locks you out of it and you can't get in until they pay money for it. So they scam people every single day, all day, every day. And there's a bunch of hackers that go on and they pretend like they're having computer problems and they actually go and... Just wreak havoc on these people's computers, and they record it, put on awesome. YouTube, and it is incredible. It, oh it's amazing. God. Yeah. So that's my intro. I'm happy to be here. Go check it out. Just put in scammers, like India scammers, get hacked and stuff like that into YouTube, and you'll find a bunch of them. But I will shout out <laughs> Scammer Revolts is my favorite one. He's really cool. He's awesome, and he's funny. So anyway, I'm glad to be here, and Priest, I'm glad that you're hosting tonight.
2: Yeah, it, it's kind of surreal. I'm not going to lie. Hearing your voice, but not leading us anywhere. So hopefully hopefully this doesn't go off the rails, which it probably will, but we'll have a whole lot of fun doing it. Um, PTC good. man, how, how are you, dude?
0: Doing good, brother. I had a great dinner tonight with uh, the whole family. Uh, it was fantastic. Kids played. Thank God they're asleep at uh, my fiance's house instead of mine for the night which is nice so i can just kind of hang out with y'all um you know obviously a great day down a little ways from me about two hours from me that was pretty pretty special to watch something that uh i'll bring up later when we talk about the masters is the way the tiger won something he's never done before but glad to be here with you guys so that we can get on talk all things vols and get a few off-topic surprises for y'all too
2: yeah, no, definitely, man. And I and I, I completely agree. Watching the Masters today. I'm I'm a big golf fan. i not very good at golf. I hit a white ball around. So if people ask me if I golf. I go out and if I'm not <laughs> if I if I'm not having a good front nine, then the back nine becomes much more fun because that means the intake of beer goes up and the swing nice. gets better in, in my in my point of view. Um, but yeah, well I'll give one final shout out to our man Powell Volz. I know that he is doing some home renovation, so uh, shout out to him, Hopefully everything goes well and i can 't wait to see pictures of what it looks like i know he 's uh, I know he's his honeydew list is uh, quite extensive for this project but i 'm sure it 's going to look great um, but before we get into Tiger and how he rules the world, you guys want to talk some football it 's finally football it 's back. I, I was so <laughs> happy it didn 't really even matter what else was on. I know it was Masters on Saturday, and I caught some flack in the text message because I would rather watch football, even though it was basically a glorified commercial for the football program, but, um, you know, quickly jump in and I, and I'll throw it to you, Georgia tech, you know, what reading from, you know, seeing some post-game interviews or, um, you know, kind of hearing how coach Pruitt talked about it, what, what jumped out his demeanor from year one to year two based around the spring game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, again, everybody's kind of beat this dead horse about how Pruitt's a little bit more comfortable and he's delegating tasks and things like that this year. I think when you really at the end of the day, um, when you've got someone like a Jim Cheney or Derek An- Ansley out there, you're gonna you know feel pretty comfortable on both sides of the ball, and, and those guys are running you know running the show, and he he can be high level and then go you know help different groups if he needs to. So I think that part when you think about the spring game, that probably provided some comfort for him. Um, it was a chance to see, obviously, the young guys out there, who's going to get out there with the, you know, quote-unquote lights on, who's going to who's going to shine. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Jalen McCullough out there and even some of the pops that uh, my favorite, Kovaris Crouch, um, he, he provided some pops out there on, on some hits. But, you know, on the other side, too, it was nice seeing uh, the dog out there doing his thing. And uh, you'd hope to... You know, my thing at the end of the day, uh, you'd hope to see the offensive line do a little bit better, but it was nice seeing again. I, one, I I always say this I love how fat Jim Chaney is. It was nice seeing him (laughs) waddle out there. I, it's very comforting. I don't know what it is, but it's just comforting to see how fat one, how fat he is, and then two, that he's wearing Tennessee again, you know, wearing Tennessee colors because I think he's going to make Garantano fantastic a fantastic player this year and more consistent and um so anyway seeing things like that um you know obviously again like you said it was a vanilla type scrimmage you know you're gonna see more defense in my opinion than offense but just getting getting more reps getting more repetition out there I think was big for the team so
2: yeah I'm not gonna lie and you guys probably will agree with me it was weird seeing number 22 in the back end actually make some plays and not the past number twenty-two, we've seen the past few years not make any plays or get outrun or beat on a hail mary. Um, but it was kind of nice to see going into that. And, and Volfan and in Louisiana, one, I'll throw it to you. You know, Georgia Tech talked about the offensive line, and we kind of under knew that was going to be a problem. But was there any other areas that kind of sh- kind of stood out to you that may need a little extra work moving into the summer and getting ready for the fall? Yeah, definitely the offensive line, like like a. Uh... Yep, already mentioned uh
3: i thought the receivers did okay the back end looked good but the young linebackers really impressed me i mean crouches yeah. and he looks like a man amongst boys out there physically i mean it, they kept going on and on about it you know and i i mean i watched i believe it was the entire third quarter he was almost involved in every play like in the backfield. Short passes break. I mean, I was like, good God, this guy's everywhere. You know, he's
2: he a grown man. Yes.
3: If if we can keep that guy healthy, man, he, you talk about shore up our linebacker unit, you know, and I don't know about J.J. Peterson, what's going on with all that. But the line, I, really, I, I know we do have a lot of questions on the defensive line, but, you know, I think they held up pretty good. Yeah, it was the defense ahead of the offense at this point. It's pretty obvious. You know, they are. But still, I was encouraged by. A little bit of defensive line play yesterday. Uh, Linebackers, I I really, I've been cringing about those. I know know there's a lot of young talent, but I was like, oh, this is going to be ugly. But it wasn't. And the back end was, I believe the back end is the strength of this team. Now, I know they're young, but it's pretty obvious. It's going to be hard to get one over the top on us. Maybe a busted coverage here and there in the fall. But I think technique-wise, Pruitt has those guys, and them. they're ready to play back there. I believe that.
2: Yeah, and I'll you know, touch another thing on the back end, something I noticed just in the couple blitzes off the edge you saw from a defensive back. You know, Last year, Coach Pruitt talked about how our guys seemed timid, like they would run, but then they kind of stutter or they, they wouldn't really make the play. At least in the spring game, it was completely 180 from what we saw last year. When they came off the edge, they were coming, whether Hello. it was Garantano with a black jersey on or, or Maurer or Shroud, they were coming. And yeah. we haven't I don't think we've seen anyone, you know, from a cornerback or safety standpoint come off the edge. I mean, Nigel made a good play every time they blitzed. They made the tackle pool a lot harder than they had against anyone that I saw last year. So that was good to see. Um, PTC, I'll ask you, did, was there anyone that you were hoping to see kind of blossom or, or just show out that didn't that, that you were looking for? Or, or did everyone kind of do what you thought they would do? He's gone, and I've I've, no. I'm
0: sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) I've
2: stumped him. My first question, and I stumped him.
0: No, I'm sorry. I I like a lot of the things the defense did, and I know that the offense was incredibly vanilla. Um, but man, there's just. There are some things I saw on the offense that I just did not like. You know, Garantano doesn't look like he's much improved, and I'm hoping that's only because just because he's, you know, just getting into Jim Chaney's system and and Chaney's working with him. We all know what Chaney can do, so I'm, I have confidence there. And But one of the things I saw was Mauer. Man, that kid can sling it. And white Boy can run He's too. Fast too, yeah. He can run. I was yeah. like, dang, yeah. So that's, that's I, I was I was excited about that. Uh, I will echo um Vol Fan in LA saying Crouch was great, and yeah. I do agree pretty much with everybody that the back end is going to be fantastic. I think Jalen McCullough is a real big bright spot. Obviously, we know what Alonte and Bryce Thompson bring. We're going to get Treon Flowers back, and can Nigel. Can Nigel get his head in the game? If so, I think that we're going to have a great back half of our defense. Yep. If yeah. If we can get give, if we can
3: get just to add to that, if we can get Gibbs in, you know, in the fall. Yeah, but maybe, they've got him on offense. Yeah, I mean, I know they, they kind of practiced a little bit, but I was like, man, maybe we get him a shot at safety and maybe solidify, you know, be over Nigel. So maybe that'd be great. So we'll
1: see. Did DWA do much?
2: Caught a few. Yeah, he caught a touchdown.
1: <clears throat> yeah but it was one of those like two yarders or was it a decent i didn't get to see what his score it was, was.
2: Short. It was a yeah short it was pass. a short score yeah they had him out they he ran a couple flat routes and a couple drags that he caught the ball and uh, across the middle a lot he was definitely garantano's favorite check down for sure
3: yeah and you can tell i saw something a interesting yesterday like for a while now we haven't involved tight ends for years like I, you know just about since, uh, I mean, Whitten was probably the premier one. But, uh, you know, even James Brown caught that last touchdown. I mean, he coming out of kind of just standing up at tight end. But I was like, okay, Chaney's, this is great, you know, because they threw the one to Jackson Lowe, which he fumbled, but which is awesome, you know, like a post-corner route or whatever. But uh, I, it was definitely, even in this little bitty spring game, there's obviously – an emphasis on getting the tight ends more involved in the passing game. And I think we've been needing that. You know, so I was encouraged by that.
2: Yeah, I would say even probably the last time we had tight ends involved, and I think, you know, the mods on VolQuest have mentioned it, that last time they were that involved was when Cheney was here with Michael Rivera. I mean, he made Michael well, yeah. Rivera an NFL tight end in one year. And, I mean, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, unfortunately. But, yeah, they probably threw, I mean, probably, what, Fifteen attempts, two tight ends at least targets in the space of DWA Jackson Low and even our man Mister How to Nowhere, James Brown got some play. So, right. um, it, it it I completely agree with you, Volfan, in LA. One, it's it's it, it's nice to see the tight ends involved because they're they have to be involved because if not, you you don't really have a safety valve unless you're running. Ty Chandler or Eric Gray out of the backfield every time. There's not really a safety net for Garantano to throw to,
0: right? And you know, uh, Jackson Lowe looked pretty darn nuts. I mean, he yeah. looked big.
3: Yeah, he did. I was, man, he's yeah. he's thick from the not to not for a GQism, you know, waist size, but you know, he's just.
1: Okay, without he ran out on that field, first thing I saw was that waist size, Mm. (laughs) fluid hips, baby. (laughs)
3: Yeah, but I mean, the guy's like, you know, he's muscular, he's you know, true freshman, all and big legs, strong upper body. And I was like, okay, this guy here, you know, he's 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 spent some time in the weight room, he's ready,
2: so that's good. He's country strong, I think, which makes him even more of a lovable, lovable guy for Tennessee fans. I think Tennessee fans are gonna fall in love with some Jackson Lowe before the end of the year.
1: Well, I hope he puts some hits on some people. Yeah. He gets some good little passes out in the flat or something like that and gets a chance to go put a, a lick on somebody. That would be nice. Speaking
2: so. of hits, did you guys see Jeremy Banks? Dude hurdled a guy, ran over three or four dudes. Yeah. I mean, as long as he doesn't fumble, just, just keep feeding that kid. I mean, what yeah. what's it to hurt? And he got to the edge a couple of times. I mean, the kid kids got wheels that you don't really realize. Yeah. Oh, and and, oh, and he's gonna hit you. He's gonna yeah. hit you hard, right I'm in the good. mouth. I think he knocked the wind out of Will Ignat on the first run, <laughs> and Ignat was in a non-contact jersey, and it didn't really matter to 33.
0: <laughs> nope. Yeah, I That's think he gave, his, uh,
2: he gave it. Remember
0: we it on him from last year.
1: Yeah, Ignat <clears throat> put in his yeah. uh, resignation. He's going in the transfer portal after that hit. I think.
2: So he. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, he he definitely didn't like it. And I think it probably shocked him because he's in the non-contact jersey, but Jeremy Banks lowered his head and, I mean, hit him square in the chest. I don't know what's ailing 23, but he definitely has a sore chest today.
0: What are yeah. you going to say to an offensive player? Say, don't hit that guy? No, that ain't happening. <laughs>
2: I mean, come on. How are you going to put your Mike? I'm assuming he was playing Mike. I didn't look at the formation. Linebacker in a, non-cont- a non-contact jersey. Like, what is he going to do, two-hand touch somebody? Like all if right. he's that hurt, don't let him play. Right. It's just a spring game. It, all, it's, all it's for is recruiting purposes to get as many recruits on campus and show them a good time and have half the stadium full, which it actually looked much fuller than I expected it did for those that count attendance. I know the board seems to really care about attendance. I saw a thread about A&M's attendance. I saw part of the Auburn spring game and there was no one in that stadium and Auburn's supposedly better than we are um so i mean i, I mean we, you take a spring game with a grain of salt right i, I don't think there's it we didn't there's no good bad i mean we didn't really learn anything i mean jg looked about the same he still throws a great spiral um probably going to get killed throughout the year if the <laughs> line doesn't block i mean i felt bad for the guy they did the they, sh- they did the recap of his year, and it was him laying on his back in every game, like the hits he took last year. I mean, that, that's that got to hurt, I mean, even if he's healthy. I, I, am I wrong to think that he's going to get killed again this year?
3: No, because obviously we're not going to have a running game after this. This was – I mean, I'm joking, of course, but they've got a lot of work to do in the running game, and if we can't improve that,
0: yeah, he's – you know he might well sign his life insurance policy, so – Maybe we can uh maybe we can get our uh our boy Jeremy Banks to soften up some of those defensive linemen and linebackers and all of a sudden throw, you know, Ty Chandler in there and Eric Gray and boom
2: they're gone. Yeah. Gets-
3: Banks could
2: can- yep. oh, go ahead, fan.
3: I was gonna say, yeah, Banks get in there and soften the blows and then we'll unleash like you said, unleash Chandler and just let him fly by him. <laughs>
2: But it wouldn't have been the most Jeremy Pruitt thing to say if if Banks had got a really great pass protection block that the best offensive lineman of the day was Jeremy Banks. Could you guys <laughs> else hear? I can I can legit I can hear him that. saying that.
0: I can. I absolutely can.
3: I liked what he said about McCullough. He said the guy's picked off one pass the whole spring practice and he gets two today. So you know, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny.
2: Yeah. Or the I saw a, a quote on Twitter, and then I, Georgia Tech, I'll let you weigh in, the, about they asked him why Josh Palmer and Daniel Batuli won the most improved players of the spring, and his answer was because they were the most improved players of the team.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that happened.
0: <laughs> kind of like pretty earlier funny. when uh, fan was talking about, um, you know, the, which teams were in front of us. Uh, as far as <laughs> the number fifteen wise line goes, yeah, which ones are in front of us? Well, fourteen of us since there were another fifteen.
3: <laughs> yeah, did anybody
0: catch that whole FBI thing that they
3: kept? I think they mentioned it two or three times. If for those of you who watched at home, ESPN was talking it up how we're going to be fifteen right now. And uh, you know, we kind of, I kind of got to reading upon that, and it's pretty neat. You know, all the factors they take in and throw that out there. And I read even further today. You know, we're fifteen, but there's. We're like seventh in line and, or six ahead of us, six or seven ahead of us. Just in the SEC, you know, of course, Alabama being two, Clemson's number one. But I read an interesting stat about all that that said that uh, 73% last year, 73% of the ones they predicted using the FPI won their games. That's better than Vegas odds. All right, Out Las Vegas has done on their games. So that, that kind of, you know, that may put a positive spin on it.
2: Man, that's some that's some good data right there. That's yeah. that's that's worth the price of admission on that one. That, that's nine ninety five, folks. Nine ninety five. Nine ninety five. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, there is one last thing we'll touch on for for the orange and white recap and Georgia Tech. I'll let you weigh in on on our boy. Uh, we did get a commitment from Jimmy Calloway. Um, apparently he thinks he's like Jason jackson which i hope he is but i think i'm like justin timberlake but i'm not justin timberlake so you know, <laughs> G- georgia tech i'm gonna throw it to you man he's from he is from georgia i believe right he's a georgia athlete so you get first dibs yeah. on him
1: uh i mean look here's the thing i think we are i'm kind of jaded with the like i, I called him a just made it to three-star three-star. Um, so I, I I thought he was like an unrated player and I'm sure there, you know, there's a lot of threads on the board or probably not a lot because everybody's posting about Tiger Woods, which is really annoying to me, but, um, you know, I've seen a couple of threads saying, well, you know, we gotta, we gotta just, you know, trust in the Pruitt and staff and this and this. And, that's all good and well but we need to keep fighting for the Justin Rogers of the world the the Darnell Wrights the Eric Gilberts those guys um, the game changers like yes you're gonna find some of the diamonds in the rough but we can't keep doing these I'm call, I used to call them duly four stars like the four stars that, you don't know how they're a four star, but they're not rated like in the state or nationally. It's just a really weird four star. Like maybe they paid extra money to become a four star or something. Like these three stars, the five <laughs> six guys. You know what I mean? Like these guys that, yeah, they came and camped and stuff, and that means a lot to proving them. Um, and again, some sometimes these guys pan out and they're great. But we, I want to go for. And sometimes the five star guys don't pan out. But I'd much rather be swimming in the freaking deep ocean against the Bamas and all those guys, because we're starting to pay or excuse me, we're starting to recruit better. And it's like, you know, we don't need to be going for the Jimmy tidbit, excuse me, the Jimmy Calloways. We, you know, we need to be going after the big dog. So I'm sure he's a a great player. I, I will say that I'm stargazing on this one. I haven't been looking all over his tape and stuff like that. I'd be surprised if he even has a tape, but um, he does. Oh, he does. So, he looks like a really nice kid and stuff like that, and I'm sure he's going to like the smoothies at Tennessee. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd much, much rather us be going after the, the big dogs. And you can't win them all, so maybe you do have to take – is this the depth thing? I mean, what do you think, Priest? Is this the depth, depth move this early? Is this scramble mode?
2: Well, that's that was going to be my next question to, to, to you guys. I mean, you take Jimmy Calloway now. That is Jimmy Calloway still available in February when you strike out on some of these other big time athletes? I'm assuming he is, because based off his offer list, unless this kid's about to just blow up, which he could. I, I don't. I'm not a recruiting expert. Um, I'm I'm with you Georgia Tech on this one. I'm kind of stargazing on him. I mean, you're already at six commitments, and one of them is a long snapper. So, not that the boat's getting full and that we should worry about the you know we used to worry with bush jones on orange carpet days or or spring spring game i'm sure that the VolQuest staff and other writers that that follow the team and, and update recruiting fingers were about to fall off from as many commitments as they got on one day but you, you you wonder you know is is this kid worth taking right now or is he just is he just a a hold and then you drop him at the end of the year and if that's the case you have to make sure he's not from a good high school you have to make sure you don't piss off Mama. So, I mean, I'll ask you guys: is is the Jimmy Callaway take now worth a spot now, or is it better to wait? Would have been would he still have been available come February when you need a needed a Jimmy Callaway to fill a spot?
1: All at once? No, I'm just kidding. I yeah, you know, I personally think that he's not a take right now. Um, unless the name you've got Jimmy Calloway and you got Ebony. What was the last name? Jackson, I think. So I yeah, mean, great name, Jimmy Calloway, but, uh, I don't think he's a take.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think he sounds like a professional golfer, um, which is a he good does. segue. <laughs> you like that? That's a really good segue into our next yeah. topic here. Um, but no, you know, I think if you, I'll, I'll wrap it up with this and you know, if if the kid turns out to be Deshaun Jackson, freaking amazing for us. But I think at this point in, the, in where Tennessee is, it's, it's on a, they're on a very fine line of talent. If you, have, if you blow the 2020 class out of the water, you traject yourself so far ahead of where you could have been. If you come in with another solid top 15 class, you're risking it all on 2021 as a coaching staff and as a program, because if you don't blow 2021 out of the water, you're still a seven and five team. So I think, you know, I'm sure we'll all go into 2020 later down the road as far as you, as the year progresses into this class. But I think it's just an interesting take to me. I, I'm not hating on the kid. You know, good for him. He got a committable offer from a really big D1 school. I, I would take it if I was in his you know, his place. Um, But Jimmy, you know, Callaway, I hope that, uh, I hope you are a much better football player than um, Francesco Marini is shooting on the 15th from just chipping it in off the green. So with that note, on that choke job, we'll talk Tiger. Is that cool with you guys? We'll talk some Tiger since the board is lit on fire with Tiger
1: oh man sure. it, it was it, triggered by the way in the group text somebody's like super triggered about tiger or is that just duke being dramatic about it like who's the one that's that's of, okay because all i kept doing I, loves him some tiger yeah i'm trying to catch up on all these texts not to take i want to hear what you guys have to say but it's like i keep coming back and like duke's like saying oh you you know you're a hater in this i'm like I feel like every everybody in the group text. Uh, he, he's four. trying to
0: he's trying to kind of egg me on. Uh,
2: that's but good. I've
0: told him I've told him several different times that um, what Tiger did to his family is despicable. Oh yeah, and I uh, I don't like I don't necessarily like <laughs> Tiger the person, although there's some things he's been doing over the past few years, have slowly eroded my dislike for him. I'm starting to like him again, but at the same time I gave him the example. You know, Chipper Jones got a girl pregnant at Hooters
2: got caught in the hot tub, right?
0: You know, while he was married. And I dislike Chipper Jones for that reason. But I can separate the personal from the (laughs) professional and enjoy what they both do in their respective crafts Because they're both Hall of Famers, period. Watching Tiger hit a golf ball is a ton of fun. Watching him win is a ton of fun. Watching Chipper when he was playing baseball was a lot of
1: fun. Doesn't right, mean I have to also, like them personally. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree because they're not this whole thing about you know these people should be our role models and stuff. I think is a bunch of freaking crap. Well, like you know these guys are not role models. Like if I want a role model, I'll look at our president. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding, just <laughs> totally kidding. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> um, but no, it's like I'm not going to look at LeBron James. I'm not going to look at freaking Colin Kaepernick. I'm not going to look at Tiger Woods. I'm not going to look at. I mean even the almighty you know tom brady you know greatest of all time i'm not going to look at him as, as a role model you know he's a good guy and stuff but you know these guys should yeah. be role models so that's you know i agree if the, even if they're a good person they're still they shouldn't we should we should let them just play their freaking sports you know we yeah, don't, yeah,
0: admire what they've accomplished
2: yeah, yeah they're great athletes
0: yeah they're,
2: yeah they're they're prime athletes that are the top of their game you know, you, you know, you mentioned Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, I I, I guess LeBron James. I don't watch the NBA. Um,
0: well, look at Dwayne Wade for that matter. Look at him.
2: He is yeah, probably
0: one of the best shooting guards of all time. You know, at least in the top five. He is a phenomenal player. He's an even better person off the court. Admire him for what he's done. Yes, I would like to do the things he's done. I would like to be remembered more for what I did out of the professional life, let's say, you know, charitable work he's done, the money he's given, the foundations he's set up, things like that, than what he did on the court. Yeah, of your all his uh, child these support
1: parents. payments are on time as well. That's all the other way. Yeah, they're all on time. You know, it's. <laughs> I didn't realize he was one of I'm those. I'm just guys. kidding. I don't know. I'm just teasing. I, I don't, don't think, think he is, dude. I know Dwight Howard's got like 43 kids, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is is it Antonio it. Rogers Cromartie? Doesn't he have like yes. ten kids? It was like poor making millions.
0: Gosh. Oh, that's
3: like, why that know, was,
2: a reality I, show. What?
0: Yeah, but listen. That was like Latrell Sprewell of what he said. You know what I'm saying? $20 million?
1: I got kids to feed, man. Yep. <laughs>
2: Travis, Travis <laughs> Henry does too. Been, too. Travis like Henry, that. yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm still waiting on that the recruiting class. For Shout out kids. to you.
1: Well, so for, for those of the who, for those of folks who maybe didn't watch the Masters, how did it all go down? How did Tiger come back? Was it a choke job? Was it he just so, fired? Let, at me, work? let me say this
0: there was a a lot of conjecture, not just amongst uh, us in the group chats. And this was online too, on the board, but amongst um, a lot of the different pundits, even David Duvall, who is a contemporary of Tigers, and, you know, at one point was going to challenge Tiger bigly until he got injured. Bigly. Um, You know, they all said, you know, what percentage of Tiger... Does Tiger have to be? Well, one of the observations I took away from this tournament is Tiger didn't need to be Tiger. All he had to do was play solid golf. For all intents and purposes, he, yes, he shot 70 today. He shot a 69. Okay, He was three under. He didn't need to make par or birdie or anything on 18 because he knew he had a two-shot cushion since Kepka missed the birdie putt on 18. All he had to do was go in there. He played smart. He he knows that golf course so well. He knows exactly where he can miss it
2: and yeah, still he played that slope on 18 to get to five. And he played up like he just played yeah. safe because he knew he had five shots. It and, was, and
0: look at his shot on 16. I mean, he almost hold out,
2: you know, and he, uh, he he's got hold what, two out, and a half feet. Yeah. If he would have hold out half that crowd would have stroked or had a heart attack. Cause it would have just dude, been done.
0: It would have been nuts. I would have, my job probably would have hit the floor. I was watching on my phone because I had to get shopping for school clothes with my daughter's afternoon. But um, anyways, what what was different about this major victory, two things. One, he came from behind. Two, there he didn't have to be Tiger of old. He just needed to play solid. And if that's the case and he's near the lead or in the lead in tournaments, how much scarier is it that all he has to do is play solid? And not blow people away, and he can still win. How much scarier is that to the field now? Right.
2: Uh, well, I, th- I think you saw that with him choking, with a lot of those guys choking. And, I, and, NLA, it's all yours, but that was, I could, you could easily, you could feel everyone else on that course that was close to contention were so stressed out except for Tiger. How close were
3: we not to being able to see a lot of that behind this stupid security guard that rushed in? <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh my God! You know, I, I almost—my oh gosh, that was horrible! I was like, oh, "He just ruined the match. He just ruined it." You know? Thank God he
2: got it. The, the The worst part is, where was the guy even running? No one was even near him. He was like cutting across for no reason, and then slipped and about tore Tiger's Achilles <laughs> he for no reason. Saw the- he obviously saw
3: the camera and went for it, I guess. That was his moment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but, yeah. you know, I'll, Georgia Tech, I'll ask you, is this the greatest sports comeback story? Not. We'll, we'll, let's take the adultery off the table. I mean, that's that's a given, you know, he's which I think is ironic now that he's dating someone that came from the restaurant industry, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but based on you know the injuries, how long it was since he won, and to win at the Masters, is this the best or the greatest sports you comeback know, story I was of all time? Actually,
1: thinking about this, and I think it's a close second. Um, I think the the greatest comeback story. Um, you don't have to look very far. You know, just look back during March Madness. Um, you had a coach that uh, just for a simple barbecue was. Show caused and oh, uh, fire from the University of Tennessee. And, uh, and how, how hard was it to keep a straight face <laughs> saying that? <laughs> so I, yes, I think what Bruce Pearl has done over at Auburn, getting to a Final Four and actually should have made it to the title game, I think that's one of the greatest comebacks um, in sports. Uh, it's a story right there. It's it's going to be a thirty for thirty. That someday I don't know when, but it will be. Um, so, granted, what Tiger did was wonderful, but I think you know the Bruce Pearl story is going to resonate um, from here on out in the in the annals, the annals of history. So,
2: listen, you're you you know, on the board. you were you're on board <laughs> if. Uh, if Coach Barnes left, you were on the Bring Bruce back pro, right? Dude, I was
1: freaking. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I was so weird when that was happening. I was like, I posted so many ridiculous threads and like, Barnes, get it, just get him out of here. And I feel like it was weird because I, I posted that really early in the day and got just crucified for it. I mean, people went after me for it. Go back. And I said, like, buy Felicia and all that stuff at him. And I was really kind of angry that this was even happening. And then as the day went on, everyone started to get angrier and angrier. And even Powell posted a thread, like, at this point, he should just leave, you know? And uh, yeah, I was on, I was straight up on the bring back Pearl. I said, I actually made a thread and said, give Pearl 20 million a year. And, uh, (laughs) which is a stupid number, obviously. I said it in jest, but like, You know, bring give Pearl 20 million a year since. And the reason I said that, I know I'm getting a little long winded here, but the reason I said it is because everybody thinks that we Tennessee just has, you know, we have a direct access to the US Treasury, you know, and we can just outbid every school, you know, for every single coach. So that was part of my joke. But yeah, I was, I was definitely anti Barnes. I was. I thought he coached a heck of a year, but for him to pull this stunt, I I still don't know why it even got that close. I, the money, the figures don't add up to me, and I think um, it's a cop out to say that this was to give, you know, the assistant uh, pulled one hundred thousand dollars more to the assistants. I mean, I, I I don't believe it. So is I am I the only
3: one that felt a little bit betrayed that day by him? Just a little, you know. I didn't like yeah, it either. Sure. Yeah.
2: I. <laughs> I think I'm a I I'm a little numb to it just because it's I, coach is leaving now as a Tennessee fan I'm numb to them leaving <laughs> and, I guess right? it doesn't it doesn't really affect me as it once did if they get fired if they leave on their own or if they just you know disappear whatever they become interns I don't know it doesn't affect me anymore um, so I mean I'm not jaded towards the guy you know Coach Barnes I know you listen. You know, we're grateful that you're still here and you're going to retire here and you know you are the savior of UT basketball right now and they paid you your money so you better freaking win is all I'm going to say on that one and PTC I'll pass it to you
0: (laughs) it it doesn't bother me at all Um, I mean if it had gone any longer than 24 hours which is essentially what it was you know yeah maybe but you know he got more did he get a little bit more money yeah but did he get also get more money for his guys? Yeah, he did. And if that's the way it took to get more money for his guys, I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, yep. You know, GT, I know you said that uh, the Bruce Pearl thing with a completely straight face, even though you were <laughs> trolling like mad. Um, I think the Tiger comeback is probably. Only equaled, and I, I'm gonna have to use another golf one because I can't come up with, you know, really anything else. It to uh, to Ben Hogan when where he literally almost died in a car crash, and he came back to win golf tournaments and win majors. So could this be? Is this easily the? Uh, you know what Hogan died and. I think it's the 60s. I can't Question. remember that. Did, but did, is this the greatest comeback in modern history of sports? I don't see how it can't be.
1: Did um, AIDS, Michael uh, Magic Johnson, ever play? After he did not play after he was diagnosed. Okay,
2: never mind then. All right.
1: Nah, man. But hey, didn't, he play, he didn't he
2: play in the All Star game though? Like one time, didn't he come back to play in the All Star game and that was it? And the celebrity one.
0: Everyone <laughs> wearing no. masks and stuff. But you gotta remember. No, I, so, uh, When it comes to age, guys, have noticed it was pretty much a death sentence.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now he's he's really off off topic here. Now he's gone to like become worth half a billion dollars. Yep. He's
2: unemployed right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need to be employed right now. Yeah, now he's lived for forty years. Yep. So, but I I, I can't come up with any better story as far as a comeback and. Other than you know Ben Hogan and the reason that Tiger is getting all the love and the adulation, this is the modern era. There's just more information. And besides, name once anybody who's had a comeback story of any magnitude, America simply loves a comeback story. For all intents and purposes, Tiger was has been an underdog in every tournament he's played since the scandal broke. Since he's gone through what two different swing changes, he's gone from you know,
2: two back surgery de-
0: saying that he can't walk two years to being able to serve the champion center next year
2: mm-hmm. for Shizzle. Yeah, as a, as so a golf, and that's I, I think amazing. it's great for golf. Yeah, it's really oh, Tiger amazing. is
0: always great for golf.
2: Period. I yeah. said
0: that from day one, even whether I liked him or not. And I was a huge Tiger fan before the scandal broke, and I'm starting to. Be, but it, he does things with with the golf ball that you cannot do. You know, uh, I forgot. I think
2: it was wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> I was going to leave that. I was going to leave that alone and wasn't <laughs> going to go down that avenue. But. What?
0: So, anyways, I think he was down in Mexico uh, a few tournaments ago. He hit one in a bunker, and he was stuck behind some trees. And he quite literally hit a nine iron on a something like a 40-yard cut out of sand and hit it to something like 10 feet. It was stupid. I could do that one out of 1,000 times. One out of 1,000 times. Just the fact that he does it and on command is truly exceptional you're watching probably one of the greatest minds of golf ever to play along with guys like Jack and I would say even Sevy, because the reason Sevy was so great was his escapability. And I think Tiger eclipsed Sevy's ability to escape from trouble.
2: Yeah. And I think what helped him too, and this is I could be being very um, sensitive after having a, uh, a daughter a few a month or two ago and seeing him embrace his kids coming off, the course is not going to do no wrong for him. Like you could, the tiger of old, the, the cold, the uh, calculated that I'm just here to win. Everyone else sucks. I'm going to put my foot on your throat and it's going to be done. I, I he, It's probably still in there if he needs to pull it out, but he played a different round of golf PTC. Like you said, he played solid golf, didn't make mistakes, hit his shots, knew where to put the ball, made his putts. And then at the end it paid off for him because everyone else kind of choked it away and then watching him embrace his son and his daughter and his his mom and the other cool thing yeah. that I, I, I mean, I, I was, I'm not going to lie. I had goosebumps watching it because it's, it's kind of surreal. Yeah. It's been 11 years since the dude won a major and he was the epitome.
0: Since he won the 97 Masters.
2: Yeah. it, it since it, it's the epitome of golf for so long that it, it kind of feels surreal that it, you're getting to see it later on. Like he's still that good. And then seeing all the other players wait for him before he gets to the clubhouse. You saw Ricky Fowler there. You saw Bubba Watson there. Some you know, you saw Tiger there. Yeah, I mean, you have some big-time golfers waiting for him to shake his hand. You saw Jordan Spieth hugging his mom and messing with his kids. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think 10 years ago that Tiger existed. And I think I maybe a lot of that humbled him. Um, and I'm not trying to carry water for Tiger because no one needs to do that. I mean, he's probably one of the best golfers of all time. Not on a personal scale. I don't know him. But I mean, coming across just today, he showed a different side that no one ever seen uh, of what Tiger Woods does. And I think that's good for him moving forward to help kind of rekindle some of the the fans that he may have lost like you, PTC, that were like, man, what are you doing? You slept with 19 girls and a Perkins waitress. Like, really?
0: Well, you know the the DUI, all those troubles, everything. You know, even when the scandal broke, he was still trying to be cold and everything, and that oh, when so he gave he that could have, he that, could have gotten
1: home. Those cops were other video when he
0: gave when he gave that televised speech. I mean, you know, all of that is just it just snowballed. But you know, probably where my uh, where my interest kind of perked up in him again, as to so, okay, maybe this is a tiger I can get behind. I can I can look like again. Um, I think it was at the, at uh, I can't remember where it was, but they were where they were playing. But Kevin Nod did something weird on the green. He made a putt and nearly pulled his ball out of the hole before it actually got to the hole. And Tiger <laughs> right behind him playing in the same group with him does the exact same thing and starts cheesing with Kevin. And they're all laughing, just having a good time. The crowd is laughing, you know, would you have seen that from Tiger like you said 10 years ago uh, priest? No. But no. that kind of loose, that kind of Tiger I love that. I love seeing that and that's going to end up making me a fan of him again and not have to separate the personal from the professional from him anymore. It's I mean, it'll just be liking the whole guy. And Chipper Jones never did that for me, but if Tiger can do that, you know, I, you know as much as I hate to reference the SOB AKVFF is right in that he transcends sport;
2: he really does. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think he's playing with house money now. He won another major. He may never beat the record. That's fine. But I think he still is going to be able to transcend golf fans, up maybe even another generation. Because oh yes,
0: absolutely. Because
2: if you think about our kids that we have now, we can say to them tiger is still playing i saw tiger win his first major in 97 and he has won another one in let's say he wins say he still plays for another five years in 2024 with your five-year-olds or or ptc or or georgia tech with older kids say in in involved in la1 i know you do too like Hmm. look you were watching history and i've seen history each generation from whenever I was a kid to when I was an adult. So now my own kids are watching it. I mean, he has the ability to do that as long as he stays on the path he's going on. So he has nothing to lose. He has, he can be catty with everybody. He can laugh. He can joke because yeah. he- he's got another green jacket. He did it on his own terms this year. He didn't even have to turn it on to win it. So, I mean, he- it- him leaving Augusta today, he's probably on such a, such a high that he's probably ever, never been on because he knows, I just came back after and won this after being gone for so long, and I didn't even have to play my A game. I just what had to play par are... golf. Think it's about this.
0: Of... Think about it... this, right? At the, at the end of the Masters, they showed this, they showed this uh, image, and it was of Jack with six, Tiger with five, Arnie with four. Right. Who do we pretty much consider three of the greatest to ever tee it up anywhere, not just at Augusta? I would probably put them in that order. Yeah, I really would. Yeah, and Tiger closer to Jack than Tiger closer to Arnold. And yeah. there are also three guys who transformed golf into what it is today. Arnold started it, Jack kept it moving, and Tiger's taking it to another level. And you've got those guys as the faces of golf, and at Augusta National with four. Green Jackets, five, and then six. That is just – it's surreal. It is sublime. It is something that is almost metaphysical. It's – there are no superlatives really for what I saw and what I felt when that happened. And I don't – even if Tiger never wins another Masters, never wins another major tournament ever, the 2019 Masters and the 1986 Masters, which Jack won at 46 – in my mind, at least are equal in importance to their careers
2: and to golf period. Yep. Well, I can't speak for 1986 cause I wasn't born, but I'm glad you were there. TTC.
0: <laughs> I saw <laughs> I was five years old and I have, the I have a VHS tape of it somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my man. Um, well, let's let's move on. I know um, the, I know Georgia Tech's probably getting irritated because we're talking tiger still and it <laughs> took up the board today. So, um, you know, we have we'll, we'll do one more quick topic is the world is talking about it. I'll be the first to admit I've never watched one episode of Game of Thrones. I, I, I know there's different I know there's different families, a lot of nudity, a lot of murder. One dude died, maybe came back. I don't I don't know. I, I have friends that watch it. They love it. Like They're they having a viewing party at their house tonight, and we got invited to it. And I was like, no, I have an infant. She has to be in bed by seven 30. and I've never watched the show. But Volfan in L.A., you've watched the show. Am I missing something from this show? Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't quite finished it as an admission, but,
3: you know, I've got through some of it. And I've even watched some episodes, you know, I, some of the last, you know, like last year, I watched a couple episodes out of turn and I'm all. And I'm telling you, even most of them stand alone and they're great. So I'm binging right now, and I'm, I remember when it came out years ago. You know, on HBO, I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna watch that." Boy, what what a fool I was! Because it is fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's all day, every day. I'm like, "Dang, I gotta go to work." Or is it Game of Thrones? What do I do here? You know, it's almost that bad. It's really that great. The character oh, wow. development, we okay. go back and forth. There's so much betrayal. And do not, you've probably heard this do not get attached to any character, any character because their number could be called on any episode. They don't whoever See, I, wrote them,
2: do not care. So. I did that with Peaky Blinders and I was really pissed. Spoiler alert for those of you not watched Peaky Blinders. When John got killed, that yes. really made me mad
1: Me too. That because I, he
2: was one of my favorite characters on that, not to get down a whole other rabbit hole of a of TV show, right. which I'm super stoked for Peaky Blinders season five to come yes. out in 2019. But yeah, that that's a good that's good to know if I do start watching it, do not get attached to anyone because I definitely was attached to John yeah. and Peaky Blinders and that, that one hurt. Same way. As long as they don't kill
3: Arthur and Peaky Blinders, I'm good. <laughs> I love
2: Arthur. Yeah. Is it bad that I've never heard of it. You've never watched Peaky Blinders? Oh man, so, you don't watch Game of Thrones or Peaky Blinders, okay? I haven't watched that either. Uh, watch as far as Game of of Thrones,
0: I have it, although I just got access to uh HBO Go, so I think I'm gonna be binging some uh some Game of Thrones lately uh to try to catch up. My fiance is a huge Game of Thrones fan and she uh she made it a point to let me know that she would be at her house tonight watching it while I was doing the podcast and I said, That's fine, I really don't care about it. She goes, well, you got to binge it, and I'm like, all right, well, whatever, I'll watch it over the next like year or so, and see what happens. Um, you know, hopefully, it's not like Volfan fan in LA described because then I'm gonna get all engrossed and I'm wondering if you know should I be watching this or going to work? You know, like he said, <laughs> should, <laughs> should I take my it daughter to really dinner or should I watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> you know what? Hey, <laughs> I'm like damn, it's been here my life. Be,
2: be oh, careful yeah. binging that. I I have a friend, a couple, uh, we have a couple friend that they. Big Game of Thrones fan. Apparently at the end of season four, they conceived their first child. So, PTC, be careful. I know you're newly engaged, so.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, it's – you know, there really aren't any shows out there that I absolutely 100% have to watch. I record a few. Uh, I like Madam Secretary um, partly because – Are you CLA kidding me? Hot. I like. TM oh my comedy. god! <laughs> god.
2: Are you, you not watching Peaky TV? Blinders,
0: but you watch
1: Madam, Madam Secretary? Secretary? Oh my! Gosh. I know.
0: I have no idea what Peaky Blinders is. I've never heard of it. But you I also like it. watching. I like watching Suits. Um, okay. And
1: well, that, Seal that Team covers up the Madam Secretary that you're like walking. And away from. I also
0: watch uh, Seal Team, Jeez. which I know most of it is you know full of shit as far as Seal Team is concerned, but uh, it's still fun.
2: Ptc, you need to get on Netflix and watch Peaky Blinders. I, 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 it's only six episodes a season, so it's quickly easy to binge, and it's it's pretty gotcha.
0: good. Well, I'm also I got I got to finish up the Wire. I'm on season two, about three quarters of the way through season two, and uh, uh damn, be, having been a cop, yes, you know what I'm saying? He- yes.
2: Yeah. And Georgia Tech, I know you're into your your YouTube channels that you gave a shout out to earlier. What? You, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones either. Is there, is there a reason why? Or do you just have another show you've been binging?
1: Um, I kind of like to not watch the shows that everybody else watches that are like the popular ones. I, I, for some reason, I feel like that's very cool of me and hip to be against the grain. And I tried watching it actually one time with my wife and she didn't like it at all um, because somebody got beheaded or something within the first five minutes. And she's like, we're not watching this. So I had to <laughs> watch like the housewives of some city for like, I had to binge that instead. So now if you guys wanted to ask me about every single housewife, I know about all of them instead of whoever these peaky, peaky throne people are. So um, (laughs) outside of that, I actually, I don't have much time, unfortunately to watch too much Netflix. We have it, but I haven't watched much of it. I need to, I need to get a show though. I know I, I need to get a show. I need something to get all, Excited about the one I will say, though, there is one show that I am where it's a cult following for a lot of people in my industry. And it's called Mr. Robot. It's on the USA Network. And actually, my company wrote the hacks for the first three seasons of the of the show. So I'm a big fan of of that show. And I make my wife watch it. And it's like an hour and a half. It's like a movie every single time, every every episode, every week. So if you haven't seen Mr. Robot, go watch that. Now that's a that, freaking good show.
2: That's the actor. his a Ari, right? Um, uh, Rami. Yeah. He's uh, Rami. Um, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, he uh, I,
1: played Freddie Mercury.
2: Yeah. I've watched a couple of those episodes and just didn't get into it. So maybe I need to go back and watch that
0: one. Yeah. Same.
1: yeah. It's about a schizophrenic computer hacker who does. Um, he works for the biggest security company in the world that protects the biggest company in the world. And it's all this. Redistribution. They're trying to hack the system and take down all the financial network to like give everybody a, you know, start over. And so they like do it.
0: Part. Okay.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So um, it's very interesting. And it's got like ties in, you know, the the anonymous group, where they wear the masks and stuff. And they yeah, tie a lot yep. of that in. They tie mm-hmm. a lot of like current events and stuff. It's really actually quite riveting. And then. You know, they bring China into it, like the Chinese are controlling the biggest company. And it's just it's a very interesting and this one little schizophrenic drug, you know, drug addict, computer hacker is the guy that's like, kinda like saving the whole world. So it's a it's a very interesting show. So it's a little yeah, bit different probably- than Game of Thrones. Y'all probably don't remember it, but Burn Notice was a great show. loved that one, dude. About I love three, yes. Burn Notice. About three
0: or four years ago. That yeah, was just such an, good an awesome and, show. Yeah.
2: And yeah. it ended so badly. Yeah. I did not it, like it, it the ending terrible, from what I remember. Terrible ending.
0: Yeah. It was terrible ending. So it's like, okay. I don't know if y'all watched Royal Pains or not, but me being yep. in the healthcare I watched industry, Royal I, Pains too. I watched it, um, and I enjoyed it. And that. That ending just – that ending was horrible too. It's like USA has written some great shows
1: and the endings just, just suck. Yeah, yeah. Yep, no, well, Royal Pains used to be right after Burn Notice. Exactly. You had to watch yep, both yep. of them. You had to watch both of them. Thank you. That makes me – I got to go back and watch Burn Notice. I love that. I'm just was, thinking the same thing. Yeah, and it was funny too. That was the cool part about it is they yeah, had it was like humor about it the whole time too. It wasn't all serious. Oh, it was great. It was great. Um, yep. Loved that. And show. the
0: sacrifice that uh, Michael's brother made, that was phenomenal. I didn't see that coming.
1: Oh, I didn't either. I think I might have been close to tears at one point. No homo. Sorry, guys. But uh, I, I was very close to tears a couple of those episodes. So, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Michael's a very complex character and, you know, his, uh, Sam, that was, you know, kind of his yep. partner and stuff. And yeah. It just, they, they had such a good friendship, and then Fiona, and all, it just was a good little
2: group. His uh-huh.
0: mom, too. Yeah, and the mom. <laughs> yeah.
2: Protect- oh, so good. So good. And the backstory of the whole thing was perfect. Like, you could yeah, go well, anywhere with that storyline. Oh, yeah. And keep yeah, it tied yeah. in for the longest. Right. And right. then, it, yeah, it was, yep, I'm definitely going to have to go back and watch this now. What burned Thanks. To Thanks, man. Out who burned him? You know?
1: That's so yeah.
2: cool.
3: So, Chris Waller. Cool. What yeah. about everybody, real quick? your favorite and no particular top three television series.
2: Oh man. Tour uh, sure. of oh, Duty
0: man. is one of mine from, from when I was a kid.
2: I don't yeah, know if any of
0: you guys remember that. I watched it. Yep. When I was a kid. My dad was, mm-hmm. uh, my dad was career military. So, you know, yeah. I was huge into military shows. Um, yeah. That was probably one of mine. Uh, like the Wonder Years, I enjoyed Doogie Howser. Yeah. Um. You know I do like Suits Um, I mean it's Pretty remarkably well written Um, And you know It's hard to go a lot lot of different ways with that show But it's still pretty well written And this is the last season coming up Which I like Um,
1: I'm not hearing anything About 90210 or Dawson's Creek From you I was watching it (laughs) Honestly Yeah, I didn't watch
2: in one. either one of them. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, oh, I'm man. gonna go. Those are good ones. those Those are good ones. Right. Um, see, I'm more of a comedy fan. I like I like watching shows that make me laugh more so than intense shows. But right. uh, probably number one, Parks and Recs, probably my number my first one. Just because I'm a bit. I think I love that show. Um, Chris the Pratt Office too. and yeah, oh, the Office is number two for me. Um, I can turn that on and rewatch it any time, except for Heck seasons yeah. seven and eight with the um, with the when they when Steve Carell leaves. Th- those seasons aren't worth watching for anyone who hasn't watched the Office. Don't watch them those those seasons. Yeah, one
0: hundred percent agree. agree Steve Carell is just that guy's got to be in the acting Hall of Fame because he is so damn good.
2: Yeah, and probably. So my third tie, I I'm a hu- I'm completely got entrenched with Peaky Blinders because it just was a really cool show to me. But NCIS is right there with me. I, I've tried to keep the original yeah. one, not not LA, not, not my, LA no, no, or, wherever else. That, yeah, or New, New Orleans. Orleans yeah. New Orleans isn't bad. I can get down with those characters because I kind of like Lucas Black, even though he is a big Alabama fan, um, mm. and I think he went there. But the original NCIS with Mark Harmon and – um back when tony and ziva and all of them like that was the cast for me like that was the yep, best Tony was abby abby mm-hmm. ducky all mm-hmm. of them i you know i think ncis would be three just because it has such a it has history to me that i've watched every season till you know up yep. until this past and they got renewed again to come back this year with with uh wilmer valderrama who i think does a great job on that show some people don't like him because they say he's like a Latino Tony, but I don't agree with that. I think he's really good in that role. But those are probably my three. Probably
0: my favorite episode is when um, they finally confronted Court and killed him. Oh, yeah. I loved that. He was such a shady little communist bastard. (laughs) (laughs) We'll
2: We'll have to edit now. So we don't get yeah. kicked off iTunes. Dang
1: it. Now nah, it means My, I'm going to get bloodshot eyes trying to freaking find where this thing is. Where are you <laughs> cussing at?
3: <laughs> I'm probably going to go with uh, probably number one. It's going to be Breaking Bad. Uh, that's a wonderful show. Saved by the Bell is going to be in there. Laughing. <laughs> Laugh that's cool. No, no. No, no, that's a good show. I'm laughing because I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. I mean, The Wire is going to be in there, but
2: uh, I'm probably going to hey, go with The Sopranos.
3: Do you remember that oh, show, Hey Dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. They come on, Nickelodeon or whatever. Yeah, they were at the ranch. and I, Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good one.
2: All right, Georgia Tech, you're up, man.
1: Um, are we talking like old school shows or what are we? Any whatever shows, whatever top three. Shows,
3: well,
1: top three. I will say one of the best theme songs for a uh, TV show was this one. What would you do? Oh, what a
2: Yeah. Dun, dun, ah. Would you stand
1: up and walk out on
2: yeah, me? Did you go and pull that just for this topic? I did. <laughs> did I
1: sing, sing your song?
0: song. I will try not to the
1: <laughs> right, there goes the copyright too So we're definitely and, gonna kick off of uh, right. uh No, I really It's weird because now you guys are getting me on this Nickelodeon kick I'm thinking about all the freaking shows I used to watch on Nickelodeon I still
0: remember the show where uh, Him and Winnie
1: supposedly made love Oh yeah, Winnie mm. They made love <laughs> on that show Sorry. But- They hooked up on that show well, not really, that's really. a little too progressive that's so for fair, that, that's Very progressive back then. <laughs> yeah. Not
0: really, not really. Okay, because he created what them making out with that's how they believed they made love, yeah. instead of actually the actual
1: act of it. Well, would, we, uh, for some of audience, there's a lot of posters on VolQuest that still haven't done that just yet. So, uh, anybody, <laughs> <it for> <laughs> there's a couple folks I would name. But I don't want to be too mean. But I uh, they know who they are. Yeah, you know who you are out there. Um, so the Wonder Years, Perkis, Perkis system is another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but I, and I still think that's one of Duke's ten usernames that he has on there. But uh, <laughs> I would say one of my are we is are these old school shows or just any show in general? Just so any I know, show, man, any show. Yeah. Um, the show that I always had to watch when I realized it was a show was Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's one of my favorite all time yeah. shows. Um, cause I used to sit and watch that with my dad and we would just like cry laughing cause we thought it was the funniest thing. Like every intricate detail. Like I love humor where there's very specific details that are funny and normal yeah. people don't laugh at that show because it's not like. Oh, and then I said "f you," and then I said this, and then everyone, you know, like Kevin Hart stand-up comedy, everyone laughs at that kind of stuff. <laughs> but like Larry David is like an old bald white guy, you know, like the Larry David show. Do you and he's that? sharp about it too. Yeah, he's freaking sharp about it. So I like that. And then I also like the longest weekly episodic television and program history, um, WWE Raw, because I'm a big wrestling fan. So I can't, yeah. I can't hate on that. There you go. And then the last thing I, the last show I would probably say is um, just to be different. There was a show on Nickelodeon called what would you do is Mark Summers. I really liked watching that yes, where they yes. go on Nickelodeon and they would like, Hey, uh, eat this person's toenails. Would you do it for a hundred dollars? And they <laughs> would like somebody it's, it was the most random stuff. Right. Um, yeah. So I like so. hugely
0: OCD, And would wash his hands and take like multiple showers a day.
2: Mark's yeah, he's like Howie Mandel, right? Like, because Howie Mandel's a huge germaphobe too, right? Oh yeah.
1: One last question: Did you guys ever see another show I loved watching? Did you guys ever see Eliminate? Anyone heard of that show? It was always on like public television, like uh, like WB. Elimidate. Elimidate. I I thought that was something that uh, MTV did. No, that's, that was next or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Eliminate was like local. I thought it might be a Southeast thing, but I thought it was, maybe it is, or maybe it's just Atlanta, but it was, you would have like three people on a, or four people on a date, like one girl and three guys, and she could eliminate them as the date went on. And it always ended up in a hot tub with two guys and one girl or, you know, one guy and two girls and then one, one, you know, two of the people start making out and then, you know, the person that's left over gets like kicked out, elimin- eliminated from the, you know, from the hot tub. But it was always on like whatever the, yeah. you know, like the channel five or something like that at like two o'clock in the morning. But
2: yeah, uh, syndications, but, what it says was the original network. So that answers that one. Exactly.
1: So yeah. that was one of my guilty pleasures. So if you guys go to YouTube, you could type in eliminate and see some really funny uh, some really funny episodes. So that's all I got. I know you asked for three, but I gave you like twenty. So we'll you, no, that's I'm good. Surprised that uh, down below wasn't on there. So I thought that was coming. <laughs> oh, from me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that below deck? Below deck or whatever? Or below deck? Well, I'm sorry, yeah, I missed that. Oh, well, hey, no, that's um, you know, it's actually not a terrible show. Not yeah. terrible, but uh, if I'm forced to watch something on Bravo, I don't mind watching Below Deck. So. The wife usually makes me watch that one.
2: So, there's a there's another show my wife likes to watch on Bravo. I think it's Bravo. Younger. It's got uh, Hillary Duff in it. Maybe that's not Bravo. That's um. I know. Or pop. pop. It's a really good show, actually. I I. It's kind of like um, Gossip Girl to me, and I was a Gossip Girl fan because I thought Blake Lively was fine. Pop. So. Um, you can hate on me for Gossip Girl. That would be my guilty pleasure show. Actually, yeah, no, I will say
1: that my when I first started dating my wife, she made me watch it, and I went through the whole freaking like all the seasons with her. I watched yep. all of it. It was it's it was actually quite a quite outstanding show. Wow, y'all know we're going to get killed for no
2: mention of Walking Dead, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> we're
1: get
2: uh, for this. I'm not a big zombie fan, so I've I've never seen one episode of The Walking Dead either, Uh, so I can be hated on for that.
0: My bedroom has been in The Walking Dead uh, numerous times. I mean, it's filmed literally 15 minutes from where I live, and I
1: have never seen a single episode. Wow. That's good for you. You're you're too busy watching Madam Secretary. Uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think Madam Secretary is worse than Gossip Girl. Yeah. Uh no. no. Are you freaking
1: kidding me? You, Dude, right, you have to defend. Me. I, don't I don't even
0: girl.
1: That's Dude, madam say. Are you kidding me? It's that woman from Twister or whatever her name is, Helen Hunt, trying to be like freaking uh, Guys, what's her, it's her name? Leoni, dummy. <laughs> See, you're getting started, Georgia Tech.
2: Yeah, here we go. And she's hot. What Helen Hunt? The you? Old Princess Helen quarterback. Hunt? Helen Hunt's still hot too. <laughs> that's, that's why Dodge so, sold so many trucks that year, is because of that one movie. Yeah, Twister. <laughs> Helen Hunt. <too>. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Probably, right. I would be in last five with her, and that they go. Uh, Bill, who was that? Bill Paxton and her.
2: Yep. And he's, yep. They, yep. They go in that the little ditch, and they yeah cut. hold each other down, or they no he ties the belt around them, and they're in the little well house that <laughs> yeah. blows away. Oh, oh, it's a good times. No, well, it. Is it, 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 it well, I think we've covered the world tonight. We um, yeah. from TV shows to Tiger to where it all started: orange and white football game. Um, anybody Anybody have anything else? Any other TV shows that we need to recommend for our listeners to watch? No. Okay. Well, awesome. I think
0: we pretty much went over it all.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you didn't get a TV show or a recap of the Orange and White game out of this podcast, then I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, just stop listening to us. Just, <laughs> that's the best we got. Well, awesome. Well, thanks to everybody listening. Thanks for joining Georgia Tech Vol, PTC Vol, VolFan, in LA1. Bleed Orange, man. Enjoy Florida. Powell I hope your renovation is going good. Duke Silver, enjoy your uh, Game of Thrones premiere tonight. I hope it's everything you had hoped it would be, and you know, go balls. And I'll sign off with of that. Anybody got anything else?
0: No. Y'all have a great one. Enjoy some brews.
2: Yeah, have a good week, everybody. Go balls.